0: This podcast, head of middle school John Turner and school counselor Kasuf Bradford discuss what parents can expect during the 7th grade year at foot.
1: Hi, good morning. It's good to be here to talk to um, all the folks who might tune into this podcast. This is a podcast that is a follow-up to The Parent Coffee that occurred just a few days ago here on our campus. And we are recording this podcast to provide just a little bit more information to parents who attended that coffee, but also for those who weren't able to join us, it's a uh, time to just hear a little bit more about the seventh grade year and the seventh grade program here at Foot. So Kasuth and I are glad to be here and to share a little bit with you. One of the things I shared at the coffee at the outset of that meeting was uh, that many people will ask me how the year's going so far, and I will say it's busy, but it's a good busy. And um, there's a lot of good things going on across all of our grades in the middle school. Uh, We welcomed our sixth graders who are excited to be middle schoolers and are getting started with all that that means. And our eighth graders are already thinking about the Halloween fair that they'll be presenting in support of the Columbus House and in support of our community in late October. And of course, our ninth graders are already thinking about welcoming our visitors from the Yali School in Changsha, China, uh, who will be here the first week in October. So uh, lots going on. It's a good busy, uh, but we are excited for all that uh, goes on here at Foot School. As it relates to the seventh grade year, there is a, a whole bundle of energy as well, and of course that all kicks off with Uh, project week Uh, the seventh graders returned from the summer welcoming seven new seventh graders to our community and that's always a lot of fun to get to know new uh, people and to uh, welcome them and to share what foot school is all about uh, uh, and get started together. Project Week, of course, uh, with trips to Camp Hazen and to the Eli Whitney Museum and to also to the Mashantucket Pequod Museum, allows uh, for a lot of opportunity for team-building activities and also to kick-start the curriculum as well for us to get into uh, a little bit of work in uh, understanding early America at the Mashantucket Pequod Museum, but also uh, to think about their studies of energy and the environment in sciences as well. Uh, and then uh, you know continuing on from that uh, we returned the week after project week with classes and kids are getting started in their humanities class which as uh, I just noted uh, begins with a study of uh, pre-colonial America early America um, understanding the Native Americans who were here and upon whose land um, you know our our nation is founded and then the um, And they'll be taking their way all the way up through the um, early years of our country, all the way through um, the uh, fight for independence, revolutionary war, and on into the formation of our country through its constitution and society um, up until the Civil War, and we'll pick up after that in their eighth grade year. In uh, science class, a lot of students are really excited about um, the uh, chance to meet our new science teacher, 7th grade science teacher, Chris Zachow, who seems to be bringing to them um, just a lot of excitement and joy, and there's um, just a lot of great things we're hearing out of that classroom early on. Um, Students are picking up with their study of Latin this year. Um, That's a new course for many of them, but um, one that they're very curious about. And, of course, they're continuing with their studies of languages and math, so um, all kinds of good things going on in our 7th grade year. Um, why don't you sort of pause and just kind of welcome, Kazuth, because I've been saying a few words here, and um, and we're both. Uh, uh, well, I'm not currently a seventh grade parent. I've had three students who've gone through seventh grade, and let Kazuth sort of introduce himself and uh, connect here.
0: Hello, listeners. Um, yes, seventh grade, um, middle school.
1: Buckle up, because
0: you all are in for a ride, um, and I, I say that in jest because obviously I, I I would imagine that you all started to experience some of the Um, the developmental shifts and changes that occur last year when your student was in sixth grade and now that they've moved up to seventh grade um, I think it's really just realizing that a lot of those same um, dynamics and and relationships and uh, experiences are are just kind of evolving for them Um, I think of uh, the, the idea of curiosity and flexibility really jump out to me when I think of parenting a 7th grader. Um, they're, they're developing their own ideas and their own beliefs, and I think the more that we as parents or adults in their lives can just kind of ask questions about what they feel or what they think and how they've come to those conclusions without necessarily telling them if it's right or wrong, I think we'll be able to have um, just a kind of a, a healthier and, and, and more enjoyable relationship with them. Um, This is a time where they're really exploring the world and starting to see the world from a new perspective. I think of the word um, neuroplasticity and and growth mindset when I think of seventh graders in terms of them really just starting to uh, have new concepts about justice or new ideas about um, equality or relationships or the opposite gender. it's just I think a, a, a lot a time of, of just a lot of growth for them, and as the adults in their lives, the more we can um, just partner with them and uh, support them without necessarily critiquing or judging or becoming over uh, concerned about certain maybe ideas or thoughts, I think the the more that we'll be able to develop uh, um, you know a, a a healthy and supportive relationship with your child um I think of um all that they're getting exposed to here at foot in terms of the uh topics that, that uh John has just shared with you in terms of uh, Native Americans and um what that you know the the process of, of um just our, our history and our, and our country and, and how that evolved and there's going to be some complex issues that arise with that and so I think the more once again you can come from a place of curiosity with them around what they feel about that or their perspective of that um, and, in a non-judgmental way but one from a place of curiosity I think um, you'll probably get a little bit more from them. Um, and, and um, just being conscious that a lot of these thoughts are a little uncomfortable at times and they're still trying to figure them out and so really giving them that space to explore those things I think um, is really valuable. But. It's just a super exciting, fun time I think from a developmental perspective and I think the more we as parents and adults can um, kind of uh, encourage them to take some risk and it, obviously we know their peer groups are so important to them and, and risk taking in front of peers is a little tricky. But um, I think recognizing that and recognizing that their their peers are so valuable and that our role is going to diminish a little bit as a result of the importance of their peers, that um, that's okay and that's healthy and that's um, appropriate. So um, that, would, that would be just kind of what I'd add at this point in terms of thinking about your, kid, your child's social-emotional development
1: in the seventh grade. There are many things that mark the 6th grade year here at Foot. Of course, the Festival of the World is is one of those that we think about. Um, but another thing that marks the year as students join our middle school community is the sense of organization. And we want during the 6th grade year for students to get a sense of uh, just kind of how things fit into their lives and sometimes just, just as literally as into their binder and into their locker, but also just a sense of how to organize their time as much as, as their materials and papers as well. And we hope that if the 6th grade year is marked by organization, uh, We think of the seventh grade year as being marked by independence. It's independence of thought. uh, It's independence of ideas. And that really sits well with where students are cognitively, where their minds, their bodies are growing, and they're thinking a little bit about themselves as being unique and individual, uh, stretching themselves uh, in uh, social and emotional ways as well. And that uh, is something that we try to nurture within the classroom as well. We uh, want students to be thinking about, during the seventh grade year, being very independent in their choices about their work. Uh, Maybe you might have uh, you know one student who decides that their you know the best way that they approach school is to get their work done when they get home from school and have time you know in the evening. Other students may make that independent choice of putting that work off and deciding that they want to have a, a brain break and get to it a little bit later. And I think sometimes it's a little challenging as parents to sort of ride that wave of students figuring out what's best for them. And uh, one thing I think Kasuth and I would encourage is the allowance for natural consequences for students to make choices that, um, sometimes work out well for them and occasionally have little hiccups uh, but that um, can allow them to experience what is best for them because as they uh, get uh, along in the seventh grade year and they take on topics and they think things through and they, uh, they manage their own affairs, they get a sense of, of who they are. And uh, the more that we as parents can observe that, offer guidance, but also step back a little bit and allow things to evolve and allow things to take shape for the student in their own way, the better we're going to equip them to make those choices consistently and consistently well over their time as this year continues, but also in the years that follow so um, if we can help think about that idea for independence uh, for them and I'd want to encourage you to um, kind of help them manage also moments of advocacy for themselves as well. When we think about independence, it's not just about how they get things done and they approach tasks, but how they might uh, manage a moment, uh, whether that is a time when they need to connect with a teacher, uh, maybe they are making up work, maybe they, are, uh, they have a question that they want to ask a teacher. Uh, as a um, parent, uh, the inclination in the last couple of years might have been to send an email to the teacher to stop by the teacher's classroom and ask the question ourselves on behalf of our child and here it's a really great time to give advice uh, to say hey maybe you should email your teacher this evening before school tomorrow maybe you should stop by and make an appointment for extra help with your teacher uh, for tomorrow after school and if the student can do that great Um, but it's there also will be times where you'll give advice and they won't follow that advice because they'll be trying to find out what is best for them and again, uh, maybe they'll manage things well uh, one time, uh, maybe another time, they'll make a choice that you wouldn't have made, um, but, you know, we um, really can uh, help our children grow and help ourselves grow by uh, giving the best advice, but then offering the best support as well for the choices the students make.
0: And, and just to piggyback on what John was saying, um, it's hard, it's very hard. Our instinct as parents, as adults, is to help and assist your child when you you think they're in a difficult place or distraught or upset about something or struggling. And so I, I think what John said is so true. We really have to try to catch ourselves and pause and say, OK, I know this is hard to witness. I know it's hard to see my child struggling, but. If my child can develop the skills and the 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 ability to be able to advocate for himself, or to experience failure and have to adjust to, um, uh, the, you know, go to that problem-solving space and that perseverance, that space of perseverance, what can they gain from that? Um, and I, and once again, it's a, it's extremely hard as a parent. Our instinct is to help, but I think if we can think of it from a, from the perspective of From a long-term perspective, if we can pause and and keep ourselves uh, at uh, at a distance in terms of allowing them to to navigate this situation and figure it out, um, they'll be better off for it in the long term. And that goes as well in for social situations and relationships with their friends. Uh, We might be inclined to want to get involved, call call a parent if we know that there's something going on with a peer that maybe isn't ideal. And I I urge you to try to talk to your child about how they can navigate that situation. How can they uh, problem solve? Uh, How could they maybe utilize some of the supports at school to deal with that situation, be it their advisor or their school counselor or whoever it may be, someone that they trust? Uh, Because once again, the more we can kind of give them those skills, they'll serve them so well um, uh, down the road in terms of just relationships and feeling comfortable with dealing with some of those awkward and uncomfortable conversations. Because as we know, as adults, when you haven't learned that and practiced that, um, it's hard to execute
1: even as an adult. As Casu says, it is quite a bit to consider, and it, it sounds like uh, being a seventh grade parent is a uh, is a challenge. And yeah, we are not going to sidestep that. Um, there, there's a bit going on, uh, but it's also a really cool time uh, to watch kids grow. And I think you know it's uh, it's a great opportunity to hear from what uh, from your child um, to hear what they might have to say. Um, make time, uh, as we'd often say, for conversation. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to. Um, you know, settle into that uh, routine, if we can call it a routine of, you know, having dinner on the fly or, you know, maybe sitting down to watch a show during dinner or whatever. But, you know, I find it at my house, those times when we have family dinners, uh, we end up talking and laughing about something. Uh, And I don't know what it's going to be, but there's something, you know, really important about just sitting down together often uh, to um, just share time together. And uh, certainly that's been true uh, for my own uh, family as my kids have gone through the middle school years. And you've that space, whether it's in you know, at a meal or, uh, you know, just in the car uh, to, you know, say, hey, let's put aside, you know, the headphones or the phone or whatever, and let's just, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, that um, this is a really, you know, cool time when you get uh, a sense of what kids are thinking about and you get a chance to share a little bit and shape a little bit um, of their perspectives as well. Um, so, you know, there's something really interesting about that because you'll find that there's a popcorning of ideas uh, and brain cells and observations about the world that, uh, that will strike you uh, that's, you know, really shifted over the last couple of years and certainly you know would encourage you to to take advantage of that and see that as a really positive thing as you can also you know just provide you know opportunities for them for students to see the choices that you're making as they're learning to make their own choices you know maybe you know you know have productive you know time in the evenings if you're if you're doing some work say hey let's you know let's all you know plan to you know work till 830 and then we'll watch a show together or you know make time you know to uh, to do some reading something like that but also just you know those those things that we keep hearing about we can needing to remind ourselves about uh, things like you know managing screen time and getting good sleep um, are just really great things for uh, students as they're developing these uh, good habits right now um, to uh, you know show and demonstrate you know their value even more so um, there's a lot of cool things going on here um, and that's uh, something you know we want to continue to note and to, to value and to, to shout about because uh, we're here uh, for the middle school years because we we think there's something cool about the time these kids are growing up lastly i would just say in in addition to or to add on to that idea of
0: the the enjoyment and the, and the beauty of seventh grade um they keep us humble. Um, they have very keen eyes. So to what to John's point, um, modeling and or or lack thereof, they will catch it. Um, if you tell them, as I often tell my daughter, don't drink out of the the juice out of the bottle out of the refrigerator. And then when I find myself taking a little sip out of the bottle, and she catches me, um, there's a price to be paid. But that's that's what I deserved. And if I'm going to tell them not to do it, then I need to not do it as well. Um, so there's many scenarios where they they're. they're paying attention and they're watching. And um, I love it because it, it, it keeps us sharp. Um, and I would, I would just add as well, at times I know a lot of times we ask, hey, what's going on? And we don't get much back from them. And you get a little concerned because you feel like they're not engaging with you. They don't hear you. They don't want to be around you. And, and my advice to that would be um, don't be afraid to drop little dollops of information. A lot of times you might not get a lot back, but they hear it. Um, and I think they also recognize the fact that you're taking the time to share some information or give some thoughts about something means a lot to them. I think they take it more in than we realize. So don't be intimidated or or, or overly concerned if you feel like there's not a ton of conversation or interaction, but still let them know what your values are. Let them know that that music to listen to, you know, the reasons you might have concern about it. it doesn't mean you say you can't listen to it, but you say, hey, you know, when you hear these songs about how women are portrayed or how this is portrayed, what are your thoughts? You know, do you think that's appropriate or whatever it may be? And, you know, they might not say much, but the fact that you're asking that question, they might reflect on it more than when you realize after you walk away. So... Um, definitely, you know, continue to engage them, and, and as John said, dinner is so, uh, such a vital point, uh, part of, of that experience, and there's a ton of research out there about children who uh, eat with their parents, about uh, long-term outcomes of well-being, and really what that's about is it's time that you all are together face-to-face in one space for a little period of time. That's really the value of dinner, and so really trying to find those opportunities to just have them there, even if there's a little silence, even if there's not a ton of talking going on, just you all
1: being in the same space together um, it means something I think we'll probably sort of you know kind of take this down the home stretch a little bit by talking just about how the seventh grade year sits in you know the kind of the span of the middle school years at foot we've talked about how it connects to the sixth grade year but um, it's uh, I think it's possible to look at um, the older years in our middle school, you know, the ninth grade year and the eighth grade year get their own types of publicity during the year and yet I think there's something really valuable about where the seventh grade year sort of serves as a real bridge to uh, that the, um, the transition into the middle school and the way that students then are really bouncing forward and becoming their unique and awesome selves uh, during the late middle school years. I mean, this is just that that uh, middle year of fantastic development for kids, and uh, it's one that we certainly put a lot of importance on. And you know, the members of our seventh grade advising team, for example, are just really keen on this particular year and and the way um, that they can really mold and guide kids during this year. So it's something we really take a lot of pride in, you know, in uh, in the sort of shape of the the whole arc of the middle school experience here at. Foot. and one of the things you'll see um, you know for example you know over the last few years we've been really looking at the nature of social justice in our curriculum and we can see that in lots of different ways um, across our years and you know it's easy or um, perhaps um, to see how that's been taking shape in our ninth grade and our eighth grade the last couple of years and just so many conversations that are really shaping uh, how kids view the world are coming out of our work with social justice and an authentic curriculum really challenging ourselves uh, as teachers, and faculty members to bring forward topics that are a little rough around the edges, that challenge us a little bit, and yet the way we see kids grow when we make the choices to bring curriculum, readings, media forward for kids has been so powerful, and we're seeing that um, really come uh, down into the seventh grade year as well in our humanities team for example, um, they've been uh, really looking for ways to bring sort of the here and now forward in a, in, a, in a history curriculum that largely centers on the 16 17 and 1800s but how do we talk about um, the things that happened then matter to what's going on in 2018, 2019 and soon to be 2020? Uh, how are um, you know how are all these things in the world um, connected? Um, that's something that kids are fascinated by, and you know, while uh, you know, we don't always have the perfect answers as the adults, uh, the kids are asking some awesome questions, and it's really cool to see. And so, um, so it's really neat to see the way that we're continuing to evolve and shape curriculum, you know, within the seventh grade year um, and across our middle school. Um, you know, challenging ourselves to think about you know the choices we're making in the events that we have, um, in the as I said, the readings that we do, um, in the way that we represent our learning, and we're just continuing. Continuing to evolve, and and so you know we see. The seventh grade year is being an opportunity for kids, you know, to really start thinking deeply about things, and they feel honored in many ways to be uh, brought into that conversation. To feel like they're doing uh, real curriculum, big kid curriculum, authentic. It's rough around the edges. There's no right answer curriculum, and uh, and so there's something exciting about that. And then, you know, especially for those uh, parents out there for whom you know the seventh grade is a um, you know, is a new experience because this is their first child who's uh, you know, come up through these years, um, there's even more uh, coming, uh, and it's exciting stuff, and we're going to um, continue to shape some awesome kids through the work we get to do here.
0: Foot Podcasts are a production of The Foot School, an independent school for grades K through 9 located in New Haven, Connecticut. Visit us online at footschool.org.